In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals take down the Blue Jackets by a score of 4-3. to three, And the Capitals made some cuts today, uh, waving some players, hoping that they can uh, clear waivers and make it to Hershey. Who are those players? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. <laughs> Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about how your Washington Capitals defeat the Blue Jackets in the final preseason of the game by a score of 4-3. to three. And we can already start to see the chemistry forming out there uh, between Connor Brown and Dylan Strom. That is a positive sign as we head into the regular season. Um, and then also the great play by Darcy Kemper. We'll talk about that in the show. And then later on, we will talk about some of the players that uh, were cut and most likely going to be waived and hopefully uh, sent down to the Bears. Um, but there is the possibility that some of those players could be claimed by other teams. We'll talk about that later in the show. But just to get it going off the start here, your Capitals they win the final preseason of the game. And that is a good sign. Um, you know, I know that the preseason games don't mean a whole lot out there, but they kind of do. It's all about assessing talent at the end of the day. Uh, Dylan Strom was the one that got the game winner. Uh, Strom capped off a strong preseason by scoring the game-winning goal 39 seconds into overtime on Saturday night at Capital One Arena, enabling the Caps to claim a 4-3 to victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets and this Blue Jackets team that everyone's talking about, you know, why did Johnny Goudreau want to go to the Blue Jackets? Actually, you know, given credit where credit's due, played a really solid game as we saw it went to overtime there. And then John Carlson and Connor Brown converged on Blue Jackets winger Johnny Goudreau in the caps end, shaking the puck loose from him as he entered the slot. Carlson carried behind the Caps cage and then fired a long stretch pass up to the right wing wall to spring Brown into Columbus ice two on one with Strom on the left side. Brown feathered a saucer feed over the defender stick and Strom buried it in tight to win it for Washington. And, you know, you like to have these games all won in regulation, don't you? But, you know, a win is a win. And, uh, you know, that's it's it's building blocks. And what you were starting to see is the lines take shape out there. We kind of knew who was going to play where, but, you know, it's just the early signs that are encouraging for this team. The chemistry between Brown and Strom, I thought, uh, was very encouraging out there. 
Also to see the production out of Mantha and seeing Alex Ovechkin do what he does best out there was also great. We were talking before the game face off there that if we get a chance, we're going to just go recount Strom. That's how overtime works. Usually I didn't play much overtime last year. So happy to get the opportunity to be out there. Brownie made a heck of a pass. It's a three foot saucer pass right over a sliding defenseman for an open net. You can't ask for more than that. And if you guys didn't get a chance to, to check out uh, the video, it's on YouTube or on NHL.com. Just a really sweet goal uh, by Dylan Strom there to get the game-winning goal. Facing each other for the second time in as many nights, uh, Saturday nights rather, the Caps and Jackets combined for a somewhat choppy but entertaining game. One that featured four power plays on each side and a combined total of 70 shots on net. This is written on Caps.com. It was good, said uh, Caps coach Peter Laviolette of the Special Teams Affair. Probably both teams are happy to get work. You get a lot of power plays, a lot of penalty kills. You get overtime. There's a lot of full lineups in there, so I think it's a good setup for the opening night where you get a lot of work in. And it was a good um, testing ground, and it was a good battle out there between two teams. Um the Columbus Blue Jackets fielded primarily starters out there. So, it, you know, it was a real good gauge to see what this Capitals team had in the tank. Um, it's not like they were playing, you know, the AHLers in the beginning of the preseason. This uh, was the final game before the regular season. So this was primarily the starters. And, uh, you know, it was for, for the Capitals as well. So it was good to see the production from some of the younger guys uh, like Alexi Protus out there kind of, you know, proving to everyone else. I do belong here. And based on the cuts today, he may very well, in fact, crack this roster. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. You see at practice that we were on, uh, we work on power play and penalty kill all the time, but sometimes the power play guys are on the penalty kill. They don't necessarily get a chance. And so a night like tonight is a good teaching night where you can go back and see some good things that we did and some things that we can do better, but it's always better when it's live and you're in real time. And they were talking about that they were actually going to do a shootout at the end of the night. But both team captains, Ovechkin and Columbus, they said, no, nah, we're not interested in doing that. So, um, you know, I could tell by the end of the night they were probably gassed and they, you know, they wanted to conserve their energy heading into the regular season out there. But um, it was it was a fun game to watch overall. There were parts of it that were a little slow, but um at the end of the day, they got a good win out there. The first half of the opening period was quiet, particularly in relation to the second half. Caps Anthony Mantha got the scoring started off the first, deflecting a Faravari wrist shot. And that was one of the ones at first um, they were crediting Martin Faravari on that goal. But just looking at it, it was a pretty sweet goal. And like I say, it was good to get uh, Mantha on the score sheet. But then the other big things out there was the production of the power play and the penalty kill. Just some really great work out there. In the preseason finale on Saturday, both groups got plenty of work as the Capitals and Columbus Blue Jackets logged a combined eight penalties in Washington's 4-3 to three overtime victory. The Capitals went 1-4 for four in their power play opportunities, scoring an Ovechkin one-timer in the final minute of the first with TJ Oshie out due to an upper body injury he suffered in Wednesday's exhibition win over to the D Detroit Red Wings. The Capitals' top power play consisted of Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Connor Brown, Dylan Strom, and John Carlson. Brown was Oshie's replacement, reprising the role he took 
on in relief Wednesday when he scored a go-ahead goal in the third. And that was just some great production by some integral uh, players on the team. Feel really confident out there. I think everyone does, Strom said after the game. When you got a guy like Kuzi handing the puck and a guy like Ovi shooting the puck, a guy like John distributing from up there and shooting, I think it could be a pretty lethal and it's fun to be a part of. And that was just kind of a, a good moment is just to see the guys gelling and firing on all cylinders seeing what they have playing together, and it's a really solid lineup. I am very positive about this team going forward. Again, like I said, despite what everyone else around the league is seeing, that they don't see this team going very far. From what I've seen on the ice, I'm very encouraged, and I do think that this Caps team does have an opportunity to make a big push this season. Washington went three for four on the penalty kill, finishing the preseason with a rate of 81%, 17 for 21. The Capitals hired Hershey Bears head coach Scott Allen this summer to be the new assistant under Peter Laviolette with a focus on forwards and penalty kill, emphasizing the importance of aggressiveness for the special teams unit. And it is noticeable having Scott out there that especially on the penalty kill, it seems you know, especially someone like Connor Brown out there who specializes in that. It just seems like they've upped their game, um, you know, in comparison to what they've had uh, before. So just a really positive sign out there. Kuznetsov, Brown, Nick Dowd, Connor Sheary, Martin Faravari, Nick Jensen, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk all logged at least three minutes of ice time during shorthanded situations. So to see those guys out there and getting that production in, uh, like I say, that was a good sign. And another good sign for me is um, seeing what Darcy Kemper has in the tank in real world, real time, you know, and not on, look, not taking a look at the back of his hockey card, but actually seeing what he has out there. And uh, what I saw out there was a really solid netminder. You know, it's never going to be a situation where, you know, he doesn't give up any goals. I think that, you know, he did an outstanding job. Darcy Kemper stopped 36 of 39 shots against Columbus in three preseason appearances. Kemper posted a 2-0-0 record with a 1.97 goals against average and a .938 save percentage. So I don't think we can really ask for anything more uh, from Darcy Camper in two and a half Capitals preseason games, 76 saves, five goals allowed, a 0.938 save percentage and a 1.97 goals against. He said after tonight's game, he's feeling good going into the regular season now. Easy to see why. And I'm sure with him too, there was some unease of coming to a new team, um, seeing what the what the defense is playing like in front. Because, you know, a lot of times when you look at these lineups, it's how you have it sketched out. This is how it looks like it can be. But to actually see it come together on the ice, and it's not theory, it's not conjecture. We actually saw it in real time. Darcy, you know, kind of living up to his namesake and and doing a really great job. The one thing that I will say about him is just based on, you know, him not ever really taking a, a, the line share of starts in, at any point of his career is I think that Charlie Lindgren is going to uh, play a pretty pivotal role on this Capitals team. You know, in years past, it's been the the number one goalie plays the line share of the games. And then, you know, maybe the backup gets, you know, if they play a back to back. But I do think that Charlie is going to play more games uh, than he, you know, uh, typically has or than the Capitals usually uh, have it done. 
just taking a look at Darcy and his um, history of injury, I don't really think that they want to to risk that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Charlie uh, get you know a fair amount of starts this season. Um, I don't know exactly what the ratio will be. I mean, I can't even really guess, but um, I do think that that will be the case. And you know, it's a good thing that you know the Capitals didn't settle for just getting Kemper and then sticking you know with uh, Vanacek or Samsonov. They went out there and they solidified and got two really great netminders. So I think the Capitals are in a good position this year. And uh, again, there's so much to be positive for on this team. I don't th see why people uh, want to see the negative uh, in this team already. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about the cuts that were made to this Caps team. Some of them are tough ones. Some of these are faces that you see cut year after year. And, uh, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking to a certain extent to see these guys that put in so much time and they get cut at the last minute. Who are those players? We'll talk about that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for a few months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I personally use it because I have young children at home. And if you're a parent out there, you can relate to why you need that extra energy. So it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovers, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the latest uh, uh, third-party iterations, importance of a, a multivitamin. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight and winter is coming here. If you guys notice the days are getting shorter and shorter, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are going to talk about, in this next segment, the tough part, the cuts that were made today. 
you hate to see these cuts that take place because, you know, again, like I say, a lot of these teams and a lot of these players, you know, they, they play every preseason on this team. And, you know, the first person I'm going to talk about here is Lucas Johansson. And this is the latest that he's played uh, so far. So just kind of a tough thing for him. Uh, he was really trying to find a role on this team on defense and the Caps ended up going with Augustafson instead. Uh, so just, um, you know, kind of a sad moment out there. TJ Oshie, Dmitry Orloff, and Lars Eller are all in regular jerseys and practicing with the Caps this morning. That's Sunday morning. Not on the ice. Axel Janssen, Fialdi, Brett Leeson, Henrik Borgstrom, and Lucas Johansson. And uh, then we find out Johansson, along with Borgstrom, Fialdi, and Brett Leeson, went on waivers after practice. If he clears, he will head to AHL's Hershey Bears. So, you know, some tough news out there for those teams. It's a tough pill to swallow. Um, as you know, we lost Axel Janssen Fieldy before to the Sabres, and we were able to get him back. I do think that, you know, the Capitals will end up parting ways, um, or they will actually, someone will pick up these players and pick them up off waivers. I do think that Axel Janssen Fieldy um, would be a prime candidate for that. And I also think that um, there's a good chance someone like uh, Lucas Johansson, for example, could get picked up you know, kind of a top defenseman in the Washington Capitals organization that just, you know, re never really seems to find his way on this team. And it's a, it's a tough thing to to watch out there because he's a guy that puts in the work year after year. And uh, like I was reading, this is the latest he's been cut from the team. So I think kind of going in today, he thought, you know, that it was going to be that he was going to find a spot as uh, on the defense on this team as a depth defenseman. But it seems the the direction the Capitals are going in, they're going to have um, Gustafson on defense, and then they will most likely go uh, with Protus and Snively. They will make the big team at least to start the season. And I can't overemphasize that enough to start the season. Coach Peter Lavulette talked about it. He says, I wouldn't put too much emphasis or look at this too closely. Like this is set in stone. These aren't permanent things. And if you look at last year, for example, there were some of those uh, players um, that ended up making the team. They broke camp with the team and then they ended up getting sent down after. Why? Because their, their goal scoring and their play was not sustainable. If you're going to find a spot in the NHL or on the Capitals or in any professional sports, really, you have to be sustainable game in and game out. And they didn't have it last year. So just because Protus and Snively make the big team, if they don't live up to production or live up to their potential, uh, they're, you know, they could get sent down as well. The tough thing about a lot of these guys that are on one-way deals is then they have to go clear waivers. And if you're a player that's worth it, your salt or, you know, you have a good track record, there's a good chance that you could get clear or picked up off the waiver wire. Like I said, take a look at Axel Janssen Fialbi. He ended up getting picked up. Uh, the Capitals were able to uh, claim him back. But, you know, you got to think to a certain point with Axel Janssen Fialbi, you know, how many times have they tried to retread that tire with him? If he's not going to make the team this time and he gets picked up on waivers, you know, this is my my feeling on it. Just let him go at this point because you've tried that so many different times with him. You know, and just it's it's a bit frustrating for a guy like Axel out there because, you know, he's got the wheels. He's got the speed. I think that he kind of envisioned himself as that fourth line left wing. So I think he almost saw himself on this team. But then to a certain extent, I think he was probably discouraged uh, in the fact of seeing, you know, how great Protus and Snively they played out there and uh, didn't really live up to potential. 
And, you know, a thing that's a bit, you know, um, concerning, I guess, for someone like Connor McMichael is, you know, when it comes to uh, Wednesday and they play their first game, who is going to get a sweater, as they say? Who is going to crack the lineup? You know, is it going to be a Protus over uh, Connor McMichael or is it going to be... Um, snively over McMichael I guess it remains to be seen you know it's it's one of the things where especially with these young guys you know the Washington Capitals are not in the green banana business they want a sure thing and if it's one thing that I've seen with this team whether it was coach uh, Barry Trotz or Peter Laviolette they are hesitant to go with the younger players they don't like going with inexperience and it is a bit different on the Capitals than other teams you do see some other teams that don't have uh, that reluctance to go with younger players. And I know that Protus and Snively made the team, but other than them, if you take a look at it, it's been like Faravari, and that's been it for quite some time as far as young players that have cracked this roster. And I know over the years, you know, you can look at John Carlson and Braden Holtby, but I'm talking within like, say, like the last five years, there hasn't been, you know, a lot of players that have kind of worked their way up through the system and stayed here. There's been some that have come up and played on the Capitals and then moved on to other teams, you know, see Chandler Stevenson, for example. Um, but if for whatever reason, again, it, and I think it's just philosophy. And I think to a certain extent, it has something to do um, with um, uh, Alex Ovechkin on the team and them trying to, you know, give them the best chance in their perception by having, you know, an established player on the team. So again, just because Protus is on the team, just because Snively's on the team, those are two young players. And what I just talked about there, this team generally doesn't like to go with inexperience. So if they, you know, falter or they drop off in production, I wouldn't be surprised if you see them going down to Hershey as well. I really hope that's not the case. But uh, like I said, they don't seem to have a very uh, long leash out there. Uh, getting back to, to Lucas Johansson, he had a, a strong preseason, getting four games and ranking third among defensemen in Corsi while being on the ice for just one goal against. However, there wasn't room to dress 24-year-old balloon liner. Eric Gustafson won the vacancy on the third pairing alongside Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And, um, you know, Gustafson is a bit of a journeyman. He's played on some, you know, quite a few different teams. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough thing because then there's another player that you got to add to the mix looking at it too is Alex Alexiev. He is out right now um, because he had um, um, a surgery on his shoulder. But at some point, he's going to become coming back here. Does he have a spot on this team? I think, you know, it's a best case scenario for these players. And I, it's kind of an awful thing to say is to hope that either there is some sort of uh, injury that's going to give them an opportunity or that there is going to be, you know, a player that's just not getting the production that they should be getting. Um, and that's all they can really hope for at this point. Otherwise, it's going to be tough for them to crack the roster. All right. So after the break here, we will continue to talk about the cuts that were made to this Caps team and what it means going forward. We'll talk about that. Next. All right. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, in this following segment, we are going to talk about the cuts that were made to this team. And they're always tough every year. You know, you think and you kind of, you know, root for these guys that you've seen and heard about in the organization for so long in the previous segment. I was talking about Lucas Johansson, a name you've heard around this organization for quite some time, but for whatever reason, it can't seem to crack the roster. 
as a player, it's a story that Laviolette has heard many times. And as a coach, it's not easier, especially when players have made it all the way to the end of training camp. I tell them my office privately. I don't take it lightly, Laviolette said. For a guy who was sent down every year, I understand exactly what they're going through. Sometimes you don't understand, but I do. And the conversations are real. Emotions are real. I understand that. And nowadays, for the most part, everybody works really hard to try and attain their goal. When you're close, it's uh, when you can really feel it and it's real. And that's when it's the most heartbreaking. And it is, you know, like, again, you hate to say it, but, you know, to, to make it personal, but, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. You know, if you have any kind of sympathy out there, you kind of, it goes out to someone like Lucas Johansson that kind of gave 100% out there and it wasn't enough. And this was the furthest he's made it so far and to get cut, you know, on the last day has to be especially hard. On the flip side, Alexi Protus and Joe Snively appear to have made the cut, though. Lavulette said it is still camp and nothing is permanent. Therefore, he hasn't touched base with them on cracking the 23-man roster, which is due Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, just if I'm going to kind of be a fortune teller or look into the future, I do see Protus and Snively making the team. Um, you know, and I've talked about this and I can't overemphasize it enough. That doesn't mean that they're locked down on being on this team all season. They're going to have to live up to their potential and otherwise they will not make the team. Uh, head coach Peter Laviolette with a decision on whether Protus or Snively showed enough to warrant a starting spot over the highly drafted McMichael. Another interesting question. You know, uh, McMichael, I think, kind of thought that he had a spot on this team. And then all of a sudden, Protus and Snively came into camp on a mission. And their mission was to find a spot on this Capitals roster. And uh, it's going to be tough. And it's going to breed competition, which I guess is a good thing. Of course it is. Um, but, you know, the hard thing uh, in it is that someone is the loser. Connor is here. He's going to be in a competition to be in the lineup and make a difference. Laviolette said at practice Sunday, we've got some young players here still. He's still young right now. Guys like Protus and Snively have come up and made some noise as well while they're here to battle. And, you know, that's what it's about. And you really do hope that, you know, I know they, they all can't be on the team and they can't be in the lineup every night, but it is a tough business. And it's, a you know, something that they've been doing for years. They're no strangers to it. Uh, but, you know, if I was if I was the head coach, you know, everything else aside, he's got a job to do. I would definitely, you know, he's making the right decision. I don't. I, I don't think he's making an incorrect decision. It's just a tough decision to make. I would definitely go with Protus, and I would definitely go with Snively. They've just, of the players that have been up, they have produced the, the moat. You can't, you know, enter in your emotions into the equation, even though it's tough. You have to go with who is playing the best out there, and who is playing the best in the preseason so far is Protus. He played in every single preseason game and has that big frame, that big body. He's got a good shot. That's why he made the team. Snively, another guy with a good upside, played great in camp. That is why he's still here. It's no mystery why these guys are still here. They're here because they deserve it. And uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for them. And uh, the outlook for this Capitals team, I think, this year, especially with this infusion of youth, I think is really uh, going in the right direction. 
Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.